August 26th, 2 Corinthians, chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. This letter is from Paul, appointed by God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus, and from our dear brother Timothy. We are writing to God's church in Corinth and to all the Christians throughout Greece. May God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ give you His grace and peace. All praise to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He is the source of every mercy and the God who comforts us. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When others are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. You can be sure that the more we suffer for Christ, the more God will shower us with His comfort through Christ. So when we are weighed down with troubles, it is for your benefit and salvation. For when God comforts us, it is so that we, in turn, can be an encouragement to you. Then you can patiently endure the same things we suffer. We are confident that as you share in suffering, you will also share God's comfort. I think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through in the province of Asia. We were crushed and completely overwhelmed, and we thought we would never live through it. In fact, we expected to die. But as a result, we learned not only to rely on ourselves, but on God who can raise the dead. And He did deliver us from mortal danger, and we are confident that He will continue to deliver us. He will rescue us because you are helping by praying for us. As a result, many will give thanks to God because so many people's prayers for our safety have been answered. God uses the person who dreams great dreams. You let the size of your God determine the size of your dream. And you've never really believed God until you've accomplished, attempted something that cannot be done in the power of the flesh. Most people are afraid to set great dreams and set big goals because of the fear of failure. There's something much worse than failure. It is the fear of failure. Failure is not that bad. Actually, failure is the way you learn. And that's how you learn. Don't call it a failure. Call it an education. So the, the, the failure is not bad. It's the fear of failure that's bad. And the fear of failure, the Bible says the fear of man is a snare. In other words, the moment I start worrying about what other people think, I'm dead in the water. I'm dead in the water. So it starts with a dream. Faith is in a dream. Faith is evidence, and God uses the person who's willing to risk failure. Do you know why God uses me? It's not because I'm smarter than everybody else. I'm not. But God uses me because I expect him to use me. Not because of who I am, but because of who Jesus is. Not because of what I've done, but because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross. If you study scripture, you'll find that every time God moves out of heaven and moves on earth, it's because somebody believed. What, what, what is God doing in your life right now? Without even knowing it, I can tell you. He's doing exactly what you expect him to do. No more, no less. Why? Because the Bible says, according to your faith, it will be done unto you. What are you expecting God to do in your life? I think the big thing is don't be afraid to fail. I think in our society today, you know, Instagram, Twitter, it's a highlight reel. Um, you know, it's all the good things. And then when you look at it, 
you know, you think like, wow, when you have a rough day, your life's not as good as that. Like, you know, you're failing. You know, failure is part of life. That's a part of building character and growing. Like without failure, who would you be? Hey, we still have daily struggles. I still have daily struggles. So, um, but that's where my faith comes in. That's where my family comes in. And, you know, I think when you look at a struggle in your life, just know that, you know, that's just an opportunity for your character to grow. Something's going on in your life and you're struggling, embrace it because you're growing. You will fail at some point in your life, accept it. You will lose. You will embarrass yourself. You will suck at something. There's no doubt about it. I'm telling you, embrace it because it's inevitable. If you don't fail, you're not even trying. I'll say it again. If you don't fail, you're not even trying. My wife told me this great expression. To get something you never had, you have to do something you never did. I found that nothing in life is worthwhile unless you take risks. Nothing. Nelson Mandela said, there is no passion to be found playing small and settling for a life that's less than the one you're capable of living. So you got to get out there. You got to give it everything you got, whether it's your time, your, your, your talent, your prayers, or your treasures. Never be discouraged. Never hold back. Give everything you got. And when you fall throughout life, remember this. Fall forward.
separate us from Jesus, your mighty death save all of those who call on Psalm 40, verses 11 through 17. There is warring going on. So often, David found himself surrounded by danger, and all he could do was turn to the Lord for help. You may not be battling against armies, but you are part of a spiritual warfare that demands diligence and devotion. We'll read about worshiping here in this passage of Scripture. No matter what the problem, David took time to worship the Lord. When you do this, it helps to put things into perspective. And you begin to see what God is doing for you. The important thing is that God is magnified. You may get impatient with Him, but He thinks about you and He's working everything together for your good. Put your faith in that and trust the Lord. Psalm 40, verses 11-17 through 17. Lord, don't hold back your tender mercies from me. My only hope is in your unfailing love and faithfulness. For troubles surround me, too many to count. They pile up so high, I can't see my way out. They're more numerous than the hairs on my head. I have lost all my courage. Please, Lord, rescue me. Come quickly, Lord, and help me. May those who try to destroy me be humiliated and put to shame. May those who take delight in my trouble... Be turned back in disgrace. Let them be horrified by their shame. For they said, Aha! We've got him now. But may all who search for you be filled with joy and gladness. May those who love your salvation repeatedly shout, The Lord is great! As for me, I am poor and needy. But the Lord is thinking about me right now. You are my helper and my Savior. Do not delay, O oh my God. Proverbs 22, verses 2 through 4. The rich and the poor have this in common. The Lord made them both. A prudent person foresees the danger ahead and takes precautions. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. True humility and fear of the Lord lead to riches, honor, and honor and long life.